You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 60. Hey, what's up, you guys? I am coming to you from inside of my car, and I'm on my way to Dirty Dancing, which you know I love so much. And I've got to tell you, like, yesterday was a rough day. So sometimes when I record my episodes, I'm recording them the day of, and other times I record them in advance, like interviews, and then I publish them on a day where I've got a lot going on and still keeping those episodes coming and fresh and live at you. So I, yeah, yesterday was a hard day and there was a few reasons why. So something that you may not know about me is when I got into my very first car accident, I was rear-ended. It was actually working and I didn't, um, I didn't know I was pregnant at the time, but I was pregnant with my daughter and I was just stopped at a red light and I was looking to change the radio station and all of a sudden, um, I just, my head smashed into the steering wheel. And then, um, the, the guy that hit me, uh, he was younger, a younger kid. And he got out and he's like, Hey, are you okay? I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just literally was like, do 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 looking at my radio. And then my head smashed into the steering wheel. So I was super out of it. And he's like, let me just pull my car off to the side here. Cause we were in the middle of the intersection and I tried to go. I couldn't go because my back, my bumpers had smashed onto the back tire. So I was stuck and he turned the car around and then he just kept going and going and going and never stopped never uh never ever exchanged information nothing and I I called the police and I felt so silly I felt so silly that I didn't take a picture I felt like oh my gosh like I can't believe that that just happened to me this is literally a hit and run like you just hit me and then ran and all I could say was like it was a golden Paula and the kid looked like this like I I had nothing else to go off of and they obviously never found him and I was left with horrible back pain well since that accident, like my pregnancy was horrible on my back. I felt like, and again, I delivered my daughter um, completely natural without an epidural, any sort of painkillers or medications. And it was a hundred percent back labor. Like I felt like she was coming out of my back at one point. And so, um, it's taken, it had taken a lot for me to heal and get my back to a place that was strong and healthy. And so when I got pregnant with Sterling again, stretching out all those ab muscles and, then I got rear-ended again. And luckily this time wasn't so bad. The kid, another kid did stop. We waited for the police to come. I definitely took pictures of his license plate. Um, but it left me with some pretty bad back pain. And so because of it, I almost have like a pinched nerve in my lower vertebrae. And there are some times where if I'm not working out regularly, especially my abdomen muscles, I am just in so much pain. So yesterday was a bad back day flare up, um, which is hard for me. It's hard for me to have a, a weak back because I like to do things like when I'm event planning, like I like to unload trucks and lift things and carry things. And I just feel kind of broken when my back is acting up and I don't like to be on medicine. I really try to do as much homeopathic as I can. I recently got like one of those CBD rollers and it's been life changing, but I mean, nothing, nothing was working to ease the pain yesterday. Not to mention it's summer and not to mention like you don't feel good and you're just trying to get stuff done. And then all of a sudden (laughs) you realize like your husband had run over a nail while he was at the father daughter camp out. So you need to go take the car to get fixed. And then 
You know, it's a hundred degrees, like one of the hottest days of the year. And you're just trying to get stuff done. You go to get your, um, your Amazon packages dropped off. You break a nail. So you go to the nail salon, you try to get your one nail fixed. You wait an hour. It's just like one of those days. And I feel like sometimes I'm pretty, I'm pretty good about finding gratitude in the moment, but it's like when I have those days where it's so much negative energy that stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks, it can kind of tend, tend to eat away at me and to make me feel discouraged. And the reason I feel discouraged is like, yes, I accomplished a lot, but sometimes I feel like all I accomplished were setbacks. I didn't have a single thing go according to my plan of the things I wanted to check off my list. You know, like I wanted to get these edits done on a blog post, or I really wanted to update this website, or I needed to work on some part or aspect of my course. And it's just so hard sometimes to remember that like life happens, right? And so I think waking up and being intentional with your day, intentional with all of that stuff is so vital um, so that you can just remember like every day is not going to be like this. And again, like what is it all for? Like why why are you doing this? And I love going back to my why. And I love this exercise that I learned in a mastermind group called seven Whys deep. And for me, my why is totally superficial. It starts out with, I, I want more financial freedom, right? That's my first why of like why I'm doing this, but you really like, nobody really does anything for the money. That's, that's not really why you do it. But like, what does, why do I want financial freedom? What does that represent to me? So I ask myself why seven levels deep. So why do I want financial freedom? Well, I would love to have more control of my time and my husband's time. And so if I had more financial freedom, if I made more money, then he wouldn't have to work his job and I could spend more time with him. Why? Well, I really enjoy my husband. He's my best friend in the whole world. And when we spend time together, he helps me build and work on the projects that I'm excited about too, because he loves to serve me by building things and doing things for me. And so I love that we can spend more time together, him and I, and also him and I with our children. Well, why do you want to spend more time with your husband and your children? So my dad worked all the time and the very few memories I have of my dad actually playing with us on the day to day was like, he'd go to work, he'd come home, we'd have dinner. This was like before cell phones, right? So we would all sit at the dinner table and then we would get ready for bed, do homework, get ready for bed to say prayers. And the times I remember really hanging out with my dad were on vacation. When we were out as a family on vacation, I don't really have very many memories of my dad playing with me, um, on my level, either with toys or, um, anything like that. I mean, he would read books to us and he definitely was a good provider for our family, but that was pretty much the extent of his involvement in my eyes. And of course, as a parent, now I see all of the other things that go into that role that you don't see as a child. But my why is like, I really want our kids to be a part of our adventures. And I want to be able to take them to have more experiences and have more opportunities, right? Well, why? I, I want my children to have more opportunities because I feel like that was the part of my childhood that I didn't get enough of. 
And if I would have had more opportunities with my parents, maybe my relationship with them would be different. And who knows? Maybe yes or maybe no. Um, and why? Why do you want a different relationship with your parents? Or what, why, what are you trying to accomplish? That Sometimes I wonder if we spent more time together or if... I don't know. It's just... there. You can go back and think about all the things that could have been different, could have been better. But I really feel like I could have had the type of relationship with my parents that my husband has with his or that is ideal in my mind. Um, and it just kind of is what it is. And so I want my kids to have a different relationship with me. And so in a long roundabout way, my why of like why I'm doing my business and why I want to inspire people and help them and have financial freedom and retire my husband and be able to do more things with my husband one-on-one and be able to take our kids places and to be able to give our kids experiences and opportunities and to be able to facilitate a deeper relationship with them that they know and love us and that they know we love and know them uh, comes down to a deeper inner desire to have that connection with my kids. And so at the end of the day, that's really why I'm doing this is like, I want something different for my kids. And I, I wonder like how their, their perception of that is going to be. So at the end of the day, like while I can control it, I think my main goal is to try to just be as intentional with my time as possible and then be accepting of changes and know that change is, is going to happen. It's inevitable, right? You can't, you can't choose when you're going to get a flat tire. I guess you could, but you just typically don't plan on those things, right? Like you plan on your car starting when you turn the key, you plan on, you know, just a lot of those types of things that you have an expectation. And I think the reason that we sometimes beat ourselves up or have hard days is our expectation of the day could be one idea. And then when you go to bed and crawl in bed at the end of the night, you're like, nothing from that idea happened. Today was the worst day ever. And so maybe it's a combination of not setting lower expectations, but trying to be more intentional with the things that you can control. So I just today, like, again, my back is feeling a little bit better, but it's still a little on the, the tweaked outside. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe my expectation is that as I'm going to this dance class that I don't push my body, even though I feel silly, even though it seems like a cop out, like no one can see my, my back pain. No one can see that struggle from the outside. I'm not like in a wheelchair humped over. It's just, you know, a discomfort that, that you can't really see. And so it gives me another opportunity to, A, be kind and gentle and forgiving of myself, and B, to try really hard to understand that when other people are hurting, to just trust them, even though it doesn't look like it to me. And I think that's one of the biggest transformations I've made in my 30s is I used to say, trust but verify. That was like a big motto for me, you know, always verify And I don't really care to verify. I'm just more concerned about relationships at this point. And if someone tells me that they're struggling with something or something's hard for them, I'm just going to accept that and to say, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Instead of trying to make a judgment call on what their pain should really be or how they should really be handling this hardship or that their their reaction 
that I'm deciding if it's an overreaction or an appropriate amount of reaction, right? Like really at the end of the day, it's none of my business. Like I need to just worry about myself and focus on myself, stay in my own lane. And that's where I think the majority of the anxiety again comes from. So as I'm just thinking about it, I'm trying to think of things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for good friends. I'm so grateful for people that are in my life who are not only like supportive, but believe in me. And you know, like if you look around, it doesn't take very long. Like even if you feel like you're the only one, it doesn't take very long of sharing your message. Um, and just knowing like, this is going to work for people to say, I'm with you. Like this is going to work and you're amazing and you have talents. And I think all of us, like we just need that little boost sometimes and those friends and the colleagues and the supporters, right? And so do I want to be the type of person that's a naysayer for someone else's dream or someone else's experience? Or do I want to be a supporter? And just because I'm supporting doesn't mean that I have to invest anything more than just positivity, right? Like we can all be kind, we can all be more gracious. And so as I'm just kind of thinking today and recognizing that like, yes, I have my hardships. Yes, I have my trials and everybody else does too. And looking around, I don't think I would trade with anybody else, right? Like I'm good with what I've got. And so for that, I'm grateful. I just want to tell you that on this beautiful Tuesday evening, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And I will catch you in the next episode. 